one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adel Marcy. And today you are joined by a very good friend of mine, a brother from another mother, someone that I have followed for a very long time and someone that I will legitimately fanboy over so many more times than he actually knows, specifically because I actually went to his birthday last year and that was that was an intimate event. So I was like very much like, damn, this is an honorable thing. He is known as the psychology, uh, psycholog- what was it? Oh my God, psychology hacker. Cannot speak today. The psychology hacker. He is one of the best, if not the best, dating coach on the planet of Earth who has an insanely high emotional intelligence. A great business owner and friend. I actually consult for his company from time to time. He's consulted me on so much life shit as well. The one, the only, Mr. Adam Lyons. Welcome to the show, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, always a pleasure. Dude, I've been trying to get the show done for literally two years. I, I tracked it. I've been trying to get you on the show. Like, not because we haven't wanted to. Like, we both have scheduling. Scheduling conflicts for two years. It's, it's a real thing. I actually, I now have two, maybe even three people that run my schedule for me at this point. So yeah. now I, like, never really know what I'm doing. I just turn up somewhere where my calendar tells me to be. And then I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Did I have to prep something for this? I hope I didn't. Um, and, that's, that's and just show up and wing it? Cool. Yeah, the, the good news actually, they put prep time in my in my calendar. So I'm like always worried I have to prep, but there is actual dedicated prep time. So normally wow. if I've had to prep, I've done it before. And then I turn up and I'm like, which prep did I need for this? And they're like, you needed that thing. I'm like, okay. So, See, yeah. that's just the best thing. So you do the prep work, you get ready, it's all there. It's essentially part of being very smart. And that kind of leads me perfectly to a segue for this show sponsor, thesmartblueprint.com. If you guys head on over there, I'm not sure if there's a webinar there right now or an opt-in, but either way, you're going to get a crap ton of value because, well, it's Adam and he's insanely valuable in what he does, essentially on helping you build your business in a smart way that is ethically correct. And most importantly, gives you the most direct route to profits, which is, well, long-term profits as well, not just short-term shitty shit. So go check it out. Go watch the webinar. And trust me, he'll, he'll help I you. Get, he'll I set you on the straight path. I, uh, I made the smart blueprint for myself. It wasn't for anyone else. And yeah, I know. Like, I remember this. One of my greatest, uh, greatest achievements was I was frustrated because like the company's getting bigger and bigger and more mm-hmm. and more team members. And as we grow, I find it really hard to tell everyone, hey, we should be doing this new product launch this way or this new business idea should be done this way. We're, we're starting a brand new business right now um, selling paintbrushes. And, you know, I want it oh, to okay. follow the smart blueprint. And so I created the program as really an internal document to help our team know which mm-hmm. software to use, why we use it, so people would know. And then in talking to, to Eve, my vice president, it was like, we should sell this because it's, it's so good. We're literally using it. So, yeah. That's actually yeah. the beauty of, well, that's the beauty of what I love about it as well, because I've actually gone through parts of it. I haven't completed all of it because, again, I've been doing my own thing as well on the side. Um, but one of the key elements that I saw that was so broken down going through the stuff with the students as well, it is so well broke. It's so well placed that you can see that this was not created just for everyone in particular. It was created for you. And you're like, okay, so if I'm a hyperactive brain that has a million one one ideas and I need to rein in the cats, how do I do this and still build a profitable business? I know I'll make the blueprint and you did, which was excellent. Um, kind of jumping off that point, however, one of my very first questions I have for you, because again, dude, I've been following your work and I tracked this since I was 18, 13 years. I've been following your goddamn work. How crazy is that? If not longer, yeah, I think it's 13 years at the very minimum. Um, but one of the very first questions I have to ask around that, because you went, you, you're someone that went from someone who's highly shy 
that had some of the worst dating experiences. I mean, your worst breakup, without a doubt, just that is the stuff of nightmares. And we'll get into that in a second if it's cool to ask about that. But my question is, how do you go from that guy to you today? Well, not even actually, because I know it's an evolution, but you went from that guy to a guy who was almost fearless in his approach. (laughs) Yeah, and I've tried I, some of the stuff you recommended, by the way, and I can tell you, yeah, scared as shit doing it. But yeah, please go on. My, um, it's funny, this morning, uh, I couldn't sleep. I, I woke up really early, probably because I was excited about this. Um, yeah. But um, I ended up on the phone at 5 a.m. talking to a, a guy that I grew up with. We were like teenagers together. And we were very similar people. Um, but he was a more extroverted, more... Um, confident version of me mm-hmm. and now we were talking on the phone he just got laid off from his job he's accepted a job as a, a car wash guy like he'll be cleaning people's cars and uh, he was like breaking down on the phone you know um, just saying I got to do something he's like he, he, he didn't see that as a setback which I loved he saw it as a stepping stone to to be able to do what he wants to do next and we sat and brainstormed like what you should be doing but the question came up he's like how did you end up in such a different place to me? Because we both grew up in a bad neighborhood. And, you know, and I said to him, I was like, dude, I was always jealous of you. You had the looks, the confidence, the, um, I do know this. He, uh, he used to date Billy Piper. So that was, what? Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, they went to, they went to school together and he dated Billy Piper. Bastard. Um, he dumped it. He found her annoying. Uh, he regrets that now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, very interesting situation because we ended up being completely different. And uh, he said, what do you think the factor was? And I was like, I'll be honest with you. I think the factor is um, you had people that cared about you and I didn't. And yeah. when you don't have anyone to support you, you realize that it's just you. And, you know, there is no safety net. There is no, hey, if anything falls apart, I'll help you. There's just, well, now your situation is worse. Deal with it. And if you don't pick it up, then your situation will get worse again and again and again. And so for me, I had to rely on myself. And so initially, I would say the first 10 years of my growth was running away from and putting as many layers between me and rock bottom because I'd been at rock bottom and it sucked. And, and you find that like all the most successful people I know, it's the same story. They've been through rock bottom and they don't want to go through it ever again. I think that's actually a really pertinent question. I'm probably going to add to this podcast going forward is just going to be the question, what year was your rock bottom? Because I think every entrepreneur knows specifically the year, like down to yeah, the exact minute deals. Like, fuck yeah, that. it was 2006. Shit. Okay. So what happened in 06? Yeah, that was the breakup. Oh, oh shit. Uh, can we talk about that? Can we like go into detail? Yeah, Cause yeah. like people need to realize, okay, so you can go from this level of, by the way, just as a heads up, it was not a good breakup to stay, to say the least. Like this is so, the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. So um, it started, I was working in real estate because I wanted to learn about real estate. I've always thought that a good way to learn was to work as opposed to go to school. So um, I wanted to learn about real estate. So I got a job as a realtor. Uh, I was really good. Um, I was actually the number two realtor for Kinley, Folkart and Haywood, um, which was a big real estate company back in the day. It's closed down now, but they had uh, just under 500 employees, like 400 and something. And I was the second highest seller in my region. So I was like really up there and we were in like the most profitable region. 
and um and i got this girlfriend and life sucked um she was just she was really into me first of all um i was working six days a week um so it's like uh, saturday uh, every day except sunday and on sunday we went to church together and um rapidly she lost interest in me and i was spending my money on her and she was spending her money on investments so she was you know putting money into anything that she could for herself while getting me to pay for her car repayments but it was in her name right so she was doing a lot of wow. stuff like that and basically just fleecing me and she started hanging out with her ex through church and uh, i just didn't have the the time to go to all the gatherings outside of sunday so um yeah we just uh, my relationship was non-existent at this point and for like six months i was like 99 sure she was cheating i mean she was going out with him two or three nights a week and leaving me alone um at home and uh life just sucked and then one day i i went out to work i i had two jobs i was helping my dad as a janitor um and uh the the real estate job collapsed because I just burnt out on it. So I yep. lost that. I, I mean, just stop making sales. It's really hard to make money when you're not motivated because you're giving the money to someone else. And Or emotionally, you know, if you're not emotionally in the right space. Yeah, but like, yeah, you burn out, you take a ton of cash and then you give it to your girlfriend. It doesn't make you want to work. So nope. I just quit my job and, um, and then ended up working as a janitor full-time. And I suppose dating a janitor isn't that glamorous. I was doing double shifts. And one day I was out for the day working at a remote location as a janitor covering somebody. And uh, she came home uh, while I was gone with her boyfriend. And I had uh, a buddy of mine was at my place and uh, she stole everything. I mean, everything. When I came home, my friend was sitting on the floor because there was no sofa. Cause she took the sofa, she took my PC, she took my TV, she took my shower curtain. I mean, everything. <laughs> it wasn't an actual wow. part of the building, it was gone. Kettle, gone. Holy shit. Bridge. Yeah, she took everything. And uh, he was like, yeah, they were just running around the room, making out with each other and laughing while packing everything up and took it. And uh, I'm sure she thought that was really funny. Uh, I'm, I definitely I'm not, didn't. I, well, I wouldn't either, but I am going to say one thing. Part of me kind of wants to find this woman and ask her to start like a packing and moving business. Because if you can pack an entire apartment up in like an afternoon and still make out, I'm like, okay, I'm slightly impressed here. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive. Um, so yes, she, uh, that was it. And then after that, I was like, I could have gone the other way. I could have been like, I hate women. Um, like, I know I could have been that guy, but I'd had a lot of bad relationships and I went the other way. I was like, if everyone around you says the same thing, maybe it's you. And that, that thinking has helped me a lot in life. Like rather than it's everyone else's fault. Like, is it me? Am I the problem? And whenever that comes up, I'm like, okay, what could I do to improve myself to make myself not the problem? And, uh, and I, I'm pretty good at being objective with that as well, actually. I, I, I pride myself on it because I don't fall into martyrdom, which can also happen, where it's yeah. like, I'm the problem, so I'm not going to talk to anyone, or I'm the problem, I'm going to hide from society, or I'm the problem, so I'm going to slash my wrists, right? Instead, it's like, I'm the problem, I'm going to improve and not be the problem anymore. Yeah. And that was the change. And it started with learning to improve dating. Then it started with helping other people improve dating. And then it went on to helping people expand their dating business, then becoming a dating coach, and then becoming uh, one of the biggest dating coaches in the world, and then traveling the world, and then teaching from Japan to Australia to America, um, to, to Europe, all over the place, um, and then building a business, and then struggling as a dating coach, so needing to learn business, so then hiring some of the world's leading experts in business to improve that, 
and then getting really good at helping people with business and then having a passion to not only do my own business, but help other people with their business and then becoming a business advisor and strategy coach and then learning mergers and acquisitions from one of the world's best M&A experts and then doing mergers and acquisitions and then being recognized for the mergers and acquisitions I was doing and then being brought on to help other people with their mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> and now I'm a mergers and acquisitions strategy consultant in addition to everything else that I mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see, th this, this is why I fanboy over you. Like so many people are like, why? I'm like, because it's nice to see someone else not being held down by like people going, you should just be one thing. I'm like, no, like you can be obsessed with like 150 million things, but it's, do you have the time to just go down that rabbit hole and enjoy it? If you do, great. And your strategy, in my opinion, is probably one of the best. I'm interested. So I go pick something up. I get taught about it. And then I get obsessed about it. Then I figure out how I can do it, help others do it. And now people want me to do it for them. And now, God damn it, I am somewhere at the top because I've spent so much time here. Yeah. And, and that's the factor. The factor that everyone misses is the desire to help people for free during your learning process. Yeah. That's the missing piece. A lot of people are like, oh, I've learned it. Now I'm going to charge money to teach it. And I don't. I always go through this period of, I'm just going to help people for free. And that's the magic piece that no one wants to do. And yep. you know, especially nowadays, because we live in a culture of don't work for free, know your value, blah, 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 blah. Oh, in a world man. where everyone knows their value, I like working for free. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things, dude. Dude, it's one of those things where it, it's the same reason that you've seen this. And I think uh, we've had enough discussions about this where I just have the fun idea that like I'm so... I like writing copy to the point that I can just, you can wake me up high drunk in any kind of state you can find me in, like, and I'll probably still be able to go. Yeah, so this is your idea. Here's how you write it and just go with it because that's what my brain likes to latch onto. That level only gets there after you've spent so much time in the trenches in multiple places with multiple different industries. It comes with masteries, you just said. And that's the thing I don't, I, I really find it strange when I hear copywriters nowadays or like even like agency owners coming up and go, you know what? I'm going to charge this much on my first gig. I'm like, that's cool. But where's your experience? Yeah, It's great. You made $10,000, but did your client make 10,000 or a hundred thousand? It's the same as like, um, I, I like this, like with my, like with my business stuff, because I'll meet people who be like, well, I've got a successful business. I should teach business. I'm like, oh, how many successful businesses have you had? I'm like, well, it's my first one. And I crushed it. So I'm the best. I'm like, how many people have you helped? And they're like, well, just my own, but I've crushed it. And I'm like, look, man, like to be completely honest with you, all the guys that haven't even done that and their first business is I'm going to help people make money online or something. Yeah. Right? Oh my God. Don't even get me yeah. started with those people, please. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I've helped doctors, chiropractors. I've helped uh, people with beauty, uh, health and wellness. I've helped people in coaching, all different types of coaching, fitness. Um, I've helped people with e-commerce stores. I mean, the variety is massive. Um, I, I bought my own retail store and turned it around a brick and mortar store. We actually saw the numbers yesterday for the first time. Oh, um, wow. We doubled gross revenue during COVID in a time when retail stores were closing down, we doubled revenue. And that's because, you know, we're following the smart blueprint or following things that the systems that we've created. And so I'll challenge them. I'm like, could you do that? And they're like, well, that's a stupid business idea in the first place. No, no one should do that. I'm like, there you go. You, you, you need to be able to help everyone. The same with dating. I was like, people are like, you know, I'm good with women. I should be a dating coach. I'm like, great. Could you help somebody who doesn't speak English from Romania with a facial deformity? And they're like, well, that guy's just not going to have any luck. I'm like, you shouldn't be a dating coach. 
nope. because you can't turn someone away who's that in need. That person <laughs> has probably got a lot of self-confidence issues that need to be overcome and they absolutely can find love. And I've helped yeah. many people in situations like that or similar to that. But oh, you've got dude, to know, you've, you've got to know it, from experience. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the reason why, that's one of the reasons why I, among many others, tout you as one of the best in the world at this. The reason is because you've been there. You've been, in, it's that empathic thing. You can relate to where someone is because you're like, I remember that. I remember that time when you were feeling that way. Cause like, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, we had this discussion at your birthday or just before, but I said to you, I was like, yeah, my confidence for some reason, I feel like I've just hit like a weird peak and I know there's something more, but I don't know how to break through. Um, either you told me directly on the call because it was when I was still writing for the other company that we were working with or just shortly after around that same period, it was, um, you're always going to feel like you're not there, but confidence comes from competence and competence is just repetition. So what are you not repeating that you're not confident in? Go do that until you get confident. Then you'll realize that, yeah, no, I've been able to do this all along. And it's that true. is just it's funny. a truth. I, you just reminded me, I had, um, I found a hater this morning. Uh, for my oh God, really? And, and oh, no, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> if, if somebody had challenged me 10 years ago, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 this year. If someone challenged me when I was 30 about business, I was still learning business at the age of 30. I was good, but I wasn't amazing, right? And if someone had said to me what he said, it would have really upset me. And actually, I remember someone saying something very similar back then. I, I like have it in my head for some reason. And the phrase was, um, this guy is just running a pyramid scheme. That was, the, that was the phrase. 10 years ago, I would have argued and I've been like, no, I'm not, blah, 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 blah. Here's all the reasons why it's not a pyramid scheme. This morning, I just laughed and blocked him because I know I'm not running a pyramid scheme. Because pyramid screen schemes, by definition, require you to recruit people to sell on your behalf, and our company doesn't do that. So at, at, at its core, we cannot be a pyramid scheme. If you came to us, I'd like to sell your services for you. We would say no, because we, we only use our own internal salespeople that are on the salary of medical benefits. So that's just not an option, because we're really not a pyramid scheme. And 10 years ago, I didn't know enough about business to 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 feel confident in that i was like you know there'd, there'd been a part of me that was like maybe i'm a pyramid scheme do i even know what a pyramid scheme is you know like i didn't <laughs> i didn't know about it well enough so i was just like no i'm not because I, I was so keen on arguing at this point i've got so good at it it's like if somebody tried coming up to me and being like you're no good at dating i'm like what part of the multi-million views of my two-person or three-person relationship living with two girlfriends did you miss like <laughs> or you know i love it people are like you know you're probably a virgin i'm like i have five kids I've had sex at least five times, like just by definition, like I must, <laughs> I must be that good that I've had sex five times. Um, so just, or you've got five Jesus kids, who knows, right? You've yeah, just got exactly. five I, miracle births. Like, or, or Joseph, depending on which way you look at it. The, but the point is- Either way, like, booyah? Yeah, you get to this level of expertise where things like that just do not bother you anymore. You know, like, yeah. because you just know you're the real deal. Like I know if any company, puts you know the smart blueprint into practice or, or or if somebody's single and puts my dating program into practice and uh i'll be able to talk about paintbrushes soon and i'll be able to say if somebody uses my paintbrush like that it does what it's supposed to do because they're things i want like the reason i'm i'm getting a paintbrush company a deal is because i'm frustrated because i can't buy the paintbrush that i want to buy because it's always out of stock so there's this one company that makes of the course. best paintbrush in the world and that easily the best paintbrush in the world. 
and I can't buy them. And I keep trying and they keep being sold out. I've had to go on eBay and pay four times the amount. So I'm paying like, I think I paid $80 or $56 for some of them. It's like a whole set. And rather than like the $19 I'm supposed to be able to get, I have paid 80 and 56 and all sorts of other weird numbers because I can't just buy them because they're never in stock. And so I'm like, I am going to make a paintbrush as good as this other one. And not only am I going to make it, I'm going to make sure it's always in stock. And I have a whole system for how it's going to be in stock because the smart blueprint kind of has that system built in. So I'm going to take the smart blueprint, tweak it a bit for a paintbrush company. And I am 100% going to develop a paintbrush company specifically so I have a good paintbrush when I want one. (laughs) This is just the smart blueprint all over again. People make money. But the reason for it is because, so again, when someone says to me, this paintbrush sucks, I'm going to be able to say, it's the only paintbrush I use. It's modeled after the ones that I wanted to get that are never in stock. In your face, this is the best paintbrush. <laughs> um, but obviously that means <laughs> testing. Obviously that means getting its places. So I've actually, I'm in touch with um, 15 of the, the best of this type of painting in the world. It's painting miniatures, you know, I'm a nerd. Um, yeah we're both nerds i mean you can't really if you like you guys can't see this but there's a shitload of star wars stuff behind me as well and uh, i paint uh, miniatures and uh, and it's miniature painting so i'm in touch with 15 of the best miniature painters and i'm sending them um like samples of my paintbrush right now for them to critique for me testing wow yeah that's awesome dude and uh, one of them's like the amount i paint he's like i will destroy a brush in a day i'm like how many do you need i was like because i I want to know that my brush, I was like, I don't want it to be the best. I want it to be as good as the one that's never in stock. And my whole angle will be, we're as good as the best brushes in the world, but we're in stock. And that's it. That, that is just angle. a straight angle. I, I can just imagine. It's like, what do you guys do? We just do one thing. What's that? There's just this one brush that everyone wants, yep. but never gets that at the price exactly you're supposed to get it. it. Yep. At the that price is- you're supposed and- to get it at. And, and dude, and the, it's funny, this, this particular paintbrush, um, like th- normally there's like tons of different sizes. We're only producing the sizes you need for miniature painting and not the half sizes. So basically if you're like, oh, I really enjoy using this half size between these two sizes, I'm like, tough, you're, that, we're not you. That's, we're not for you. We are, you need the core brushes that everyone uses all day, every day, the workhorse of paintbrushes, the high end workhorse, we have it and we have it in stock over and over again. And that's how we're going to stay in stock because we're not going to produce all the little in-between sizes. You won't have choice. You're going to get the small one, the medium one, or the big one, or the hard one. And that's it. Four <laughs> brushes. That's all we sell. And they're always in stock. <laughs> it, it works. I mean, it seriously just does work. But it also reminds me of uh, this offer that I remember hearing about by uh, John Benson and may he rest in peace, Andy Jenkins. They talked about like 10 years ago on a webinar. And it just reminded me because it just stuck in my mind. Uh, always and it's the same thing you're doing right now which is um it was for a dating product and i remember the headline was guys if you're anywhere good looking enough and think that you're okay get the fuck off this page like this is for the ugly fuckers that no one wants to look at this is my dating system (laughs) and the whole letter like the first half of the letter is just entirely about how look if you're anywhere good looking if you've ever had a girlfriend if you've ever had anyone smile at you not for you this is like for someone much worse than you need someone like that. And it's so specific. And the same thing here. It's not, if you like miniatures and like half, half sizes, half sizes don't cut it. You either get one of these four and that's it. So we sell. 
Yeah, and this is, and for us, like we can see where the market is. The market is beginners who think they're not good at painting. Yeah. And we're gonna hit them with, the reason you think you're not good is one, you don't have good equipment and that's not your fault. It's never available. Yeah. So we're gonna teach you, the, 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 the giveaway is we're gonna teach them how to use the brushes for free. So we're gonna be like, by the way, this is what you can do with a good brush. And we're gonna show them and be like, this is what good brushes do. However, finding a good brush is difficult. You're gonna be scoping eBay, hoping you get one and that you're not gonna get price gouged for it. Don't worry about it. Ours are always in stock. Yeah. And that's Man, that. again, you and even got the whole- is a is an advert for the good painting brush. Well, here's the thing as well. You've also got the um, whole backstory of it completely truthfully done. Why did you make this? Well, because every time I wanted yeah. this goddamn brush, I kept getting like price gouged and paying 80 bucks for it or 56 bucks for it. God damn it. So I decided to make my own. And yeah, it's just like reviewed and approved. Yeah, it's reviewed and approved by 15 of the best like miniature painters on the planet of like that I know. Actually, we're going to use a, a Nike angle, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to like copy an ad now because I'm talking to you. Oh, dude, go for it. Seriously, this angle. We're, um, we're contacting these 15 best painters. It's a, it's a three-step plan. They don't know. They're in part one right now. Part one is we're giving them some free brushes to test. And there's 15. We're hoping all 15 are going to say this is amazing. We've tested it. We think it's amazing. But obviously, I'm not a professional painter. I just paint for fun. So I'm going to get the feedback. I'm going to assume that half like it and half don't, because I think that's a fair estimate based on how human beings typically are so that will give me seven of the world's best painters who like my brush and then i'm going to say to them if i sponsor your painting studio with unlimited lifetime supply of our paintbrushes will you throw the others away and my angle it's a nike plan which is refuse to be seen in anything but nike it's going to be refuse to be to use any other paintbrush than ours and you'll never run out of paintbrushes and if we can get that, then we're going to start saying these seven of the world's best paint painters refuse to use anything except ours. That <laughs> because, is fucking genius. Because they're going to refuse to use anything except ours. Because, <laughs> yeah. We're going to ask them. Um, and again, you know, it's, it's on them. They don't have to accept it. There's no, there's no catch to it, but they do burn through paintbrushes. And the best paintbrush company in the world has been around for a very long time and they're too prestigious to sponsor influencers, which is essentially what we're doing. And the painters don't consider themselves influencers. They consider themselves artists. To them, the paintbrush is a tool. It's an expensive tool and they have to pay for it. And with how quickly they get through, like, dude, I get through a paintbrush a day like this. How much are you spending? Like, imagine that just like if you paint, you just painted right. three days a week, that's 60 yeah. bucks. A week. Well, yeah, and this guy paints seven days a week. He's obsessed. He is, he's regarded as the Bob Ross of miniature painting and he's, he's really good. But yeah, yeah. At, assuming he gets a discount and assuming he buys them in bulk, he could get it down to 20 bucks a brush, um, which is still 140 bucks a week. Um, you know, what's that? 280, 540 a month or something in brushes. Alone. Yeah. Yeah, just these like artists aren't multi-millionaires they're they're painting miniatures you know they're yeah this is like, like we're doing this because we love this yeah they're making like you know between five and ten grand a month so ten percent of his salary is probably going on um on paint on paint brushes alone not to mention everything else mm. so you know that's it's a sizable chunk for him but again they're they're so and this is why this is so important they're so big on credibility and honesty 
if they don't like the brush, they'll tell me we don't like the brush because they won't compromise their art for some free paintbrushes. So exactly. it's a really good litmus test. If they genuinely like my brush, I think this is a no brainer and they'll accept. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like a huge marketing play right there. And by the way, anyone listening was like, oh, how can they use this in my business? It's a masterclass. Go back and listen to it again. It's very, very simple. And Adam explains it. I'm not going to go through it again because uh, you can go get Smart Blueprint. You can go check out theSmartBlueprint.com and actually find out more because it's a system. It works. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny. I was talking to my friend this morning and you know, he was coming up with his business idea and I told him one. And he's like, how did you come up with that so fast? I'm like, because we have a system for coming up with ideas. And he's like, but you did it in like 20 seconds. I'm like, yeah, because I just put the thing through the system and the idea came out the other end. Yeah. Um, it's and it's not the same works. one I use specifically for ideas because my idea creation is very simple. If I need it, I make it. And then once yeah. I've made it, I sell it. That's it. Yeah, and see, so, that's what that I'm working towards. Adage that, that need generates sales. So I just look at my own needs and I am, I pick myself as my own avatar every time. So I'm always selling to other versions of me out in the world. Or I like to think of a version of me from 15 years ago. So I've sort of got locked in my head, the 26-year-old version of me. And that's who I sell to over and over again. Yeah, because that makes sense because you've actually run the journey and you know where the end, like you know where the journey is going to, and you're like, hey, you know, if you follow, if you help me, I can show you where it is. Um, and that's brilliant. I mean, like I have um I was gonna say one of the key things, again, another piece of advice that you did give me like a year ago that helped tremendously was turn everything you do into a framework for yourself. And I actually didn't I only had this for my sales letter. Like I only ever like sat down and was like, okay, this is how I have a sales letter. It's like this version. Now I have one for everything, like literally every single thing, including all seven types of emails, including all their sequences and what they need to be done. So it's like um, as a dimensional matrix, it's like 49 emails that you got to remember the templates for and which one goes where, because sometimes they duplicate, but they have to be in the right sequence. Otherwise they don't really work as well as you need them to. Um, and after templating that, that's the whole reason I can come with copy on the fly. It's because I know like the moment you give me an idea, my brain goes, idea story things i need cool feeling it right we've got an idea let's go open your mouth and go and it, it's a fun thing now one of my favorite I'm questions gonna, um, i'm gonna challenge my my camera guy i got a camera guy back here um Ooh, bonus nice. points if you can if you can zoom in and show this i don't know can, if you can see this i can kind need... of see it but you need someone to zoom it in zoom. so if i bring it forward see if we can get it into okay you got to focus in yep there we go yep can you see that okay mm-hmm connor that is the start of my latest project. I already told you about the paintbrushes. That is a step-by-step -step tutorial how to paint a single color on a miniature the correct way. Right now, talking about systemizing, we are actually systemizing the correct way to create a gradient color um, on every single color that is available for painting miniatures. Mm. Wow. So when this is finished, this will be an entire catalog of Painting techniques, all printed the same way. A single tiny Instagram picture. Every painting technique, every color on every material for miniatures. And the goal will be, once we complete this whole thing, it will be a free resource. So if you need to paint, all you have to do is download, we're calling it the, uh, it's like a painting recipe book. And you get okay. the painting recipes and they tell you how to paint step-by-step no, uh, no skill necessary either. We use like real basic techniques. Anyone can do it. And the goal is by the end of it, somebody does it and everyone is an advert for our paintbrushes. And we're just like, this was done using this paintbrush. It's very easy. The end. Yeah, pretty much what uh, kind of what painting with Bob Ross used to be because he used to just paint to show what you could do with his brushes and his colors. And he's like, hey, just go buy my stuff. 
Yep, that is exactly it. That's and the model is pretty simple. It's already proven. Yep. And you know, we already have uh, thirty thousand followers to our painting stuff. So wow, you know, we we've got a big audience that we've been building over the years. So it makes sense to sell them a paintbrush. Of course, that does make sense. So I'm going to like switch gears for a second. I'm going to ask you one of my favorite questions I love to ask guests on this show. And it's one that I think that you'd be able to answer a little bit more uniquely or at least more, th- not thoroughly, but more truthfully than most. And I say truthfully, it doesn't mean they're not li- they're lying. I just mean like, I feel like you've got the experience to answer this the right w- the way that I think you would. And that is life invariably will kick you in the nuts. We all know this. It's a sneaky little devil. And I always like to joke, God has a sense of humor. I mean, for the love of goodness, he decided to give me my passport back in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't find that funny, I don't know if you have a sense of humor. (laughs) I do. And (laughs) it's just fucking hilarious to me. So life invariably will be a little trickster from time to time. My question to you is, how do you, when it knocks your confidence for a six and catches you off guard, how do you reset yourself? How do you uh, recompose yourself? And what do you do now to essentially keep yourself above the water? Uh, it's funny you say keep yourself above the water. I submerge myself in water. Um, it's like my go-to. I'll get in a bathtub. I'll block out everything. I'll play very loud music. I'll create essentially a, a sensory dome that overwhelms me with music and lights and water. And cool. when I'm in that water, in that space, um, my only goal is to let everything go and remember every other time I've been in that moment. And every other time I've been in that moment, I've been calm, I've been relaxed. And invariably, I will, I will find that mental state and go back to that place. And so I'm in the most stressful situation and there I am in the pit of calm. And I can do this in an hour of hot water, which is another sensation. And my whole body just calms down. And then once I'm calmed, I'm in that water. And, you know, we're going back here to, this is almost like, uh, you know, fetal uh, memories come back, yeah. right? The, the safest place possible. Then I will sit there and just enjoy the relaxation. And I won't think about the problem at all. What this does is it removes all the cortisol from my system, which is the stress chemical. When the cortisol floods, uh, moves out the system, you gain access to high level thinking that's only available in times of no stress that high level thinking will almost always be able to solve its way out of any problem. So I just relax until the cortisol is gone. Like I said, it takes an hour. There's almost no problem big enough that I can't just waste an hour trying to calm down. And then when my high level thinking kicks in, I'm like, got the, got the solution. And then get out of the bathtub. I'm usually really excited uh, because I can't wait to like put it in action and off I go. Cool. That's actually very, very interesting and kind of like touching upon, I, I knew you'd answer it in a completely uniquely different way to everyone else. And I, you know, you delivered, I knew you would. Um, w- one of the key things that I want to like add in there, just realistically from my own like perspective, what I want to do, because that sounds fucking divine. I'm probably going to use some of that as well for myself. Um, it's the idea of really understanding that there is no problem that can't wait just an hour. I mean, I, I know some people out there like, oh, but the bank is going to close and like the deal's not going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to miss a deadline and whatever. Dude, if you're stressing out where you're not even starting and you have one hour left before deadline, message them. Tell them, look, dude, stressed out. All I really need is just look, give me like 30 more minutes. I'm going to go solve some shit. I'm going to come back and we're going to be good to go. Go take a bath. Go relax yourself. Go find a way to clear your mind. And sometimes what you'll find is those things that you missed out on, you're going to be very glad you missed out on them later down the line. 
because they were just taking a whole different direction. Yeah, everything I create under cortisol and stress is bad. Mm. It's not coming from a good place. It's coming from a reactionary place that is instinctive. And instincts are usually wrong, especially when you're trying to achieve big things. Um, But when you don't rely on your instincts and instead you rely on actual your ability to make cognitive thought and create good things, that's when stuff gets good. I'd, I'd love to wonder on this, if this is even possible, is to actually reacquaint your instinct with that thought process. So that way your instinct is to naturally go there rather than what your runaway fear instincts are. Uh, mine is. My, my instinct is to remove myself from people and get in water. That is my actual instinct. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that's completely fine. But that's for like self-care and you know where you're going. I just mean more towards like other people like, oh, frozen fear, don't know what to do, kind of reactionary. So I've actually found something really good um, that works really well, which is just remove yourself from people and get into the habit of that. Anytime you're stressed, just get away from people. People compound stress. Mm-hmm. and energy feeds off each other so you're better off being alone so i will just be like hey guys i need a minute and i'll just separate from everyone and that's when the best stuff happens so even if i can't get into a hot tub like you know a bathtub i'm gonna separate myself and really just focus on something stupid and by stupid i mean like i might you know watch an ant go from a to b and then when he's got any kind of issue i might help him go along his journey and it's something stupid like that where i'm now completely in the ant's world and the ant doesn't care about any of my problems or anything else going on. And yet I've just, as a, as a giant creature, helped him try and achieve his goal, whatever it is, you know, bring him the sugar cube or something. Um, suddenly, I'm like, oh, I can do anything. And then, once again, that brain power kicks in again. Yeah, that's actually a really great analogy. It reminds me of the one that I learned from John D. Martini years ago, which was something like, don't try and think of your problems as a person looking up at them, rather think of yourself as a celestial body looking down at them. Yeah. So that way you can, it, it just reshifts and focuses like, oh, no, I'll just solve it this way. It's fine. It's very, very interesting. So one of my other favorite always, questions. Go yeah, on. I've always been a fan of anchoring points. So if I've got like a stressful event coming up, I will do a pattern beforehand that I know I'm going to do afterwards and I'll anchor the two points either side of it. So like, um, you know, if I've got a big interview coming up or something like I'm trying to do a bit, like I did a um, a, a million dollar negotiation like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And before I did the million dollar negotiation, I went to, to have a bath that night, same thing, sensory situation. And I promised myself the next night I would do it again. And so I'm looking around at everything and I'm like, in 24 hours, I will be right back here. No matter what happens in the next day, I will be back here tomorrow night doing this again. And just enjoying that moment of relaxation. And it's really cool because the next day when any stress comes up, it's like, oh no, I'm, remember where I was last night? I'm going to be there again tonight. Yeah. So you create basically that place of happiness that you can essentially, it's essentially going to your physical happy location and enjoying yourself to completely relax and calm down, which is really powerful. See, one of my favorite yeah. questions, as you probably have guessed, and I can probably guess based on the fact that we both have a crap load of books behind us and we both love to read. One of my favorite questions I'm going to actually ask you is, because I have met some of your kids, um, and they are wonderful, by the way. They're just fucking wonderful. They really are. Um, shouldn't probably swear when I say that, but they are. They're absolutely wonderful kids. Um, one of my questions I was going to ask you was, if you were to give your kids a single book each so you got five books that you'll give them and they all have to read them for their life what five books would they be 
and why? It's a good question. Um, the first book would probably be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think there's really good takeaways in that book. And I find it's great because it's the kind of book where people, um, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what's in it. And they've never read it. But I think you have to read it to truly understand what's going on in the book. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about getting rich. It's about thinking smart. And I yeah. think that's a piece that people miss. Um, and when you read the book, you get it. And that made a big difference to me. So that would be the first book. The second book um, would be How to Win Friends and Influence People, which was Good really book. the first book I read that helped me understand how to interact with other people. Um, the third book would be Influenced by Cialdini, which took the elements in How to Win Friends and Influence People and gave another point of view on it. Um, the fourth book would be I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, which talks about personal financing and how to organize things correctly so that you don't overpay for things and that all your money is organized, something they just don't really teach you uh, in school or anything like that. True. Um, and the last book would be Habits of a Happy Brain by Dr. Loretta Brenning, um, who became a, a good friend of mine. And she teaches you to understand the crazy brain chemistry that leads to addiction, fear, self-sabotage, success, happiness, joy, and that. And I think between those five books, my kids will gain my superpowers, which is reading people, um, influencing people, um, understanding how to have a successful business, understanding how to make sure your money doesn't collapse while you have a successful business, and the most important goal of life, which is how to be happy. Which is just an awesome collection, because I mean, what more could a dad want for his kids, right? Yeah, they've got all they've got all the they've got all the elements they really need. Yeah, that's pretty absolutely. cool, man. I'm definitely checking out the fifth book because I've got all the other four. I'm like, I haven't read that fifth one. I need to read that one. Sounds really like a great good. book. Yeah, definitely. Really I will actually plug in your book as well here because Psychology Hacker or was it Hacking Psychology? Is that the name of your book? Uh, yes, Brain Hacking by Psychology. Brain Hacking. hacking. God damn yeah, it! It's, it's on Amazon. You, can see it you should totally get it because i i'm actually reading it i think i'm like 30 or 40 pages into it right now in between everything and it's just brilliant like absolutely think, brilliant especially like when it, it, I, my favorite part is when it predicts what you're going to do multiple times that's like my favorite i don't know if you've got that bit yet might be a bit later on but it's I've, like I've, I've, I've done one of them yeah the book talks to you and then predicts your behavior about the decisions you're going to make it's pretty cool i, I like that bit because it, it just shows yeah, we like to think that we're autonomous and the book shows you that you're not and that you, yep. you are predictable in that the book is capable of predicting your behavior. Yeah, and also every so often you'll mutter fuck under your breath when he does it because that's happened twice to me. I was like, God damn it, <laughs> again? How did he know? <laughs> it, was the, it was the multiplication that got me. It was like, multiply this number. I was like, you're not going to do it. You're going to check later. And by the way, this is it. You could have used the calculator on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, but that's just but yeah, one of them. It's true. It just shows most of us when presented with something, a learning opportunity, will ignore it and be like, yeah. I don't need to do that. But it's the action of saying, I don't need to do it. That um, is what gets you in the habit of putting things off and it becomes a habit. So yeah. in the book, we talk about this really complicated mathematical equation that it knows you won't do. And then the, the justification in your mind for not doing it is, oh, that's too complicated. But the reality is we all carry a calculator and anyone could have done it. 
and it wouldn't have taken that long. It was probably five seconds of time. Yep. But your decision to put it off is a habit. And then the question is, where else does that show up in your life? What else would only have taken five to 10 seconds that you put off that could have had a profound effect on your life? Yeah. Like that's, giving you a different statement. That's brilliant. I love that. And I think that's why I'm going to put that book in that list. Because I was like, he's not going to do it. He's too modest. I'll have to shout out for him. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, like you are. It's one of the cool things about you is that you don't actually talk about how great you are until you meet you. And then you're like, oh, shit, Adam. Cool. Yeah, everyone loves that dude. And they do. We yeah, do. Funny. You're I a great a, guy. In Austin, uh, we have uh, the Internet Marketing Party. And my, my mm -hmm. buddy is the CEO and founder of it. And uh, he like invites me along to events to help out coach people and, you know, as a guest speaker or what have you. And then he came to this office and I've got my, my click funnels plaque in the back. That's like, you know, made a million dollars from a single funnel. And he's like, Oh, I didn't know you had one of those. I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't know I had one of those. Why are you having me speak at your event? He goes, I just like you. He goes, I thought you were like, you know, not as good as everyone else, but you were still pretty smart. So I have you there. He's like, now I know you're actually as good as everyone else. I'm going to promote you more often. I'm like, what, what do I need to do? I need to tell everyone how good I am more often, apparently, because no one that believes is, me. I'm like, no, I think I, that I wouldn't say yes to the event if I didn't have my freaking evidence. <laughs> you know what? I think that's actually a thing that is uh, from people who have come from our kind of background. I think it's like a very yeah. specific British gone through the shyness kind of thing. And it's, it's nice to see that, like, you know, you're still working through stuff and you're as great as you are and it's just showing up even more because again that for my mind goes all right cool at least i'm on the right path i'm okay with this uh and a slight little bit of self-edification if if you don't mind is one of those things where every time i walk into a room if you don't know who i am i can walk through that room and you're quiet but walk into a room and someone knows who i am it's like oh great we all know each other this is nice i actually love yeah. walking into rooms where people know me but it's um i think the best story i have for this was i was at a seminar last year where david goggins was speaking and uh, another copywriter, Dan Meredith, I don't know if you know him, but like he was on stage, was a business owner now, on stage, he was like, oh, raise your hand if you have, if you have a problem with like sharing content. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just put my hand up. No one's going to see me. I'm sat in the middle of the room, but like there's 500 people. So no way you can see me. Stops halfway through, goes, oh shit, it's Adil. Hi, Adil. And immediately I'm like, oh, when did this become a normal thing? Because yeah. it happened twice now, but it's fun. Um, yeah. But it's true. You got to just keep putting yourself out there. But Adam, it has been a blast having you on the show. I hope we can get you back on in future and not another sure. three or four years. Because <laughs> Yeah, dude, let's, do it. let's make it a regular thing. I'd love to be back. Thank you so much for having me, man. Man, I'd love to have you on as often as I could because you're freaking awesome. And hey, if when I'm in Austin, I'm sure I'll get like two or three episodes out of you. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Come, you can come and hang out in the office. We'll do something here. That'd be pretty awesome. Guys, please go check out thesmartblueprint.com. Go follow Adam Lyons everywhere you can on Facebook, every social media platform, uh, whether that's for dating, business, mindset, acquisitions and mergers, and basically everything under the sun. Just follow the guy. He's interesting and pretty fun as it is, as you guys have seen today. Um, guys, if, as always, please rate, review, subscribe, share, and I'll see you next week and have a great weekend. Take care.